What's up, guys? It's me, Charles. Welcome to the Blue Post Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about whether it's still worth it to go to the movie theater. I think this topic's interesting because all four of us have worked at movie theaters. Uh, yeah. Yes, at some point. I guess the big thing is, especially, and we hear this, at least I felt like I heard this a lot working at the theater, is people be like, oh, this t- the pr- movie ticket price isn't worth it. Mm. So I guess, is it worth going to a movie theater? So I want to distinguish the first, that the movie theater that is going to remain unnamed, <laughs> that you three worked at, did have two expensive ticket prices. It was $16 a ticket. Well, now it's more. Right. But that's theaters, too much. There are other theaters that have those yeah, same like, prices, though. No, yeah, but the like, IMAX yeah. tickets for Rogue One were that IMAX is like twenty bucks a piece. IMAX is purposefully expensive, right? Because they have like a special 3D. screen for it and everything. It's a different experience, right? It's an upgraded experience, right? Is is the IMAX <clears throat> experience worth the twenty bucks then? I I saw we saw Star Wars on IMAX, so yes, see, I would. And maybe this is just me. The difference between IMAX and a regular screen wasn't as big as the difference between a regular screen and the Atmos. I would theater. agree. Hmm. And Any can you kind of IMAX. explain Atmos for people who don't know what Atmos um, is? Atmos is a, is a special type of sound system. It's Dolby's top of the line sound system. I think there's only about maybe 30 to 40 theaters that have them in the country. All the speakers are bounced off in certain ways so that they bounce off each other. Um, they bounce off kind of certain walls and things like that. And it's calculated in a way to make it so that there's a unique sound experience. Um, throughout that entire film. If, if, if the movie theater is worth it, kind of depends on a movie-to-movie basis. Um, one that I do want to bring up is, like, Gravity, right? Like, Gravity oh, yeah. is a not that great a movie on its own, but, like, you see it in a theater, in Atmos, in 3D. The and sound like mixing that, is Oh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Um, the beginning of that movie, light spoiler, the beginning of that movie starts with a satellite beeping uh, and going around the back in, of your in, head. In Atmos, I remember, because I, I think the third time I saw the movie, it was in Atmos, and... Yeah. You could literally like almost pick out. Yeah, you can track it. You can track the, the satellite track behind you. Mm-hmm. And so it was so strange because as soon as it started, I thought someone's cell phone was ringing. So I looked backwards and then I realized that it was moving. And oh, I was wow. like, "Who the hell's doing that?" And I look and I was like, "Oh, it's the satellite on the screen going behind my head." Like that kind of stuff is just insane. Mm-hmm. And it really helps bring you into whatever it's happening on the screen. Right. Right. So let's talk about like. Let's say it's a it's a movie that you're not particularly excited for. Just just a movie. Like you're gonna go to the movie for on a Saturday, whatever. You're going out with your family. You're just gonna see whatever's playing, and you're just gonna see it. Not 3D, not Dolby, not Atmos, not not 3D. Oh, was it IMAX? Yeah. And none of that. Just yeah. a regular movie, right? Sure. Are you gonna actually do that anymore? That's that's kind of the question. I I'm think that I think it's more it's less of a problem with movie theaters and more of a renaissance in in, in TV. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm gonna probably um, put Netflix on before I'm gonna go. Yeah, to movie like theater. I think I think there's so much good TV and so much good mm-hmm. stuff that's happening on a smaller screen. Mm-hmm. It's not so much a detriment to a movie theater. Just the options are now more equal. See, sure. I would say that for me, because there's an iPad, an iPhone, or whatever, all, all these things in front of me. I'm too tempted to pause to go to the bathroom, grab a snack, check my text messages, do something else. But if I'm in a movie theater, I feel like it really it forces makes, you to pay it attention. forces me to yeah. focus, pay attention. Something about like being in the dark and like having like the good sound and everything. Like I don't know, it it heightens it for me because I know for Gravity, I did not get to see it in theaters. I rented it and I was like, I do not understand the hype with this movie. This is terrible. And everybody goes, Well, you need to see it in theaters because the sound and everything. I'm like, 
no, it's it's a bad movie. Like yeah. you know, so well, like that's how it was too with uh, when Avatar first came out, right? Like everyone, like Avatar, really We're kind of. I made the mistake of watching it in two D, and then I've never. IMAX three D loved it. Oh, watched yeah. it at home. It's not the same movie. No, like, it's a, it's, it's actually a really bad movie at home. It's yeah. just not. It's Pocahontas in space at home. Oh yeah, but in, the, in the in the theater, you're like, oh, this is fantastic. This is incredible. That dude has a, has a three barreled shock has a three barreled pistol. Yeah, but, but at the same time, like it was pretty revolutionary, right? Yeah, I mean, so like, absolutely. I think what we're saying is, especially with event films, it's less of an issue to go to the movie theater. And like Star Wars falls into this, and sure. most <laughs> and Marvel films, you tend to fall into this, where it's like, oh yeah, I'm totally gonna go into see the event film. But back to your thing, where it's like, are you gonna just go see a movie on a Saturday night? And I, thinking back, I did immediately after college, I did do that, mm-hmm. but I went to the discount theater. Because sure. I wasn't in L.A. yet. I was yeah. living at a friend, my friend's parents' place. That's where I was immediately after college, just yeah. trying to be like, okay, saving up money for L.A. <laughs> and all that. Um, there was a discount theater where if I spent eight bucks, that got me a movie, a popcorn, a candy, mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff. And it was digital projection. And mm-hmm. I think what it is... You can't do that even at a first run theater. You can't go spend eight bucks. That's only going to get you the I ticket. I just did. Well, yeah, but for the ticket. So and that's only going to get you the ticket. So if you want to do the full experience mm-hmm. with the popcorn, well, and the candy, and all that, you immediately are looking at 40, something. 50 bucks, yeah. Yeah. And it was weird. Well, and that's, that's just for like one or two people, right? Yeah, that's or just one or two kids. people. And because I remember once, and I always cut, I found it so weird to be like selling tickets and they'd be pulling out like a hundred dollar bill and now and i'd be giving them like five bucks back and change because it was them it was the parents and like three kids and it was just like i would love to be able to just drop a hundred bucks on a weekend to go do something like that's yeah the, the amount of money people would spend was always like absurd they'd come in with like their three kids and it would cost them like a hundred dollars to go see a movie yeah. just, just, like, just tickets just, just tickets just yeah, tickets and then office, they would go to the yeah. concession stand and spend another 50 and it was yeah. just like mm-hmm. i i could <clears throat> I don't think I would ever do that, and I think that's where the problem for movie I, theaters comes I, in. I do think there are certain um, theaters that I, I know I've used since not working at the movie theater anymore, not getting like the perks of free movies and stuff, but um, where you know they give like these systems where you build discounts and, and stuff, and it does help, and I know I usually will go in the morning or something when I have a day off or whatever, and matinee, I can spend less than $10. Like, yeah. And that's doable. You, if it's something that I really want to see yeah. that like yeah. I would rather have the distraction-free and like just focus, like eight bucks you know but if it's i probably wouldn't go see like a bunch of random movies like i would have when i was working at the theater no and like and it's funny i always said like after i always said i probably made more money in free movie tickets than i actually made working for the theater Mm -hmm. um and so yeah i think it goes to the thing of if the movie's not time sensitive for me then yeah i'm I'm more than willing to go and just kind of like go to matinee or or kind of save say the buck but like Stuff like Star Wars or stuff like Mar- like Marvel yeah. and like you know stuff like that where it's like I want to be a part of the conversation. I want to kind of not have spoilers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like I want to go see it in time. Then it's like okay, yeah, let's go. Oh, definitely. Let's have an event. Let's go. I think I think that it also you know we're all young people who are you know just starting to or just trying to start to break into our careers that kind of thing. You know we haven't been doing this for 10, 15 years, and we're not people with four or five children. If I had like a two-year-old, a four-year-old, a six-year-old, an eight-year-old, I would be like, we're going to the movies. You guys are going to shut up for an hour and a half so that I can get my brain space back. You know, I think that's also, but 
that's also a draw for like Netflix and stuff like that to be able to just throw a cartoon on the TV whenever you want whether regardless of what's on TV they like Star Wars Rebels or they like um, you know whatever put the whole season of it on and let <laughs> yeah. them go do that thing you know that's an option now that didn't necessarily yeah. used to exist I sure. mean it did in television I, mean, I, I think it, again it goes back to the thing of the Fast and Furious films I want to go see those in the theater mm-hmm. but again like I, w- I wanted to see Hidden Figures I I wasn't going to go to the theater to see Hidden Figures. Like, yeah, I want to go see La La Land. Maybe I'm tempted to go see La La Land in the theater. Maybe. Manchester by the Sea. I want to see that movie really bad. I'm going to wait. Because it's not important to me to see that movie. It's not important to me to see that movie in the theater. The Oscars just went by, and I was like, oh man, you know, there was all these movies I wanted to see. I rented a bunch on iTunes, because if I just did standard definition, it was like three or four bucks or whatever. And it's like, I watched a lot of them, and they were fantastic films that some of them I probably would have liked to have seen in theaters, but that's okay. Like, I still watched them at home and had a really good viewing experience, like, sitting by myself. Like, it's just, it's just what is important to you to see a film in a theater and it's like to me it's the sound it's the it's the visual quality of the film mm-hmm. like, oh yeah it's, it's what it's the experience of going to the, of the theater and it's like for some of those films it's not important and yeah and I for my sister's birthday I took her to see Rogue One again uh, <laughs> but we went to the El Capitan in Hollywood mm-hmm. and part of it is just the experience of oh hey this is a fancy theater with a bit of history but Mm -hmm. it was also the fact that they had Dolby Atmos and Dolby Vision which is Dolby's laser projector technology which which means for people who aren't film geeks that means you're gonna get good blacks where blacks look like black it doesn't Mm -hmm. look like gray on a screen Uh, yeah the closest thing I can compare it to for people that maybe aren't film savvy but are tech savvy it's it's like HDR for a film yeah Mm -hmm. Um, um it's it's going to be the best image you're going to see in the movie theater is going to be a Dolby Vision also, or a like laser projection. Star Wars, like, like Rogue One. I mean, that's yeah. like, sure. it's beautiful and then. Sure. It's that experience it. will not be met by me watching it at home on my no. crummy little 32-inch <laughs> TV. But there are some people who that doesn't matter to, yeah. right? Yeah. There are people who and there's some can't appreciate where, the deepest part of the art, I yeah. think. And there's some films where... Are you really going to get that much of a difference seeing it on a film screen yeah. and seeing it on your TV screen? Because the advantage, too, is if you're going to wait for it to hit Netflix or Amazon or just even pick it up at Redbox, that's on your schedule. You're not having to yeah. sit there and look up when the next showtime is. Right. Especially since movie theaters, and we've experienced the brunt of this, unless it's a major movie like a Star Wars there might be an hour or two between showtimes for a film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and the thing that I do want to bring up too is you're talking about the experience of the difference between the experience at home and the difference between the experience in the theater. What's the Tarantino film that I'm thinking of? Like the 70 millimeter oh, projector yeah. in that film, it looked incredible. Um, and it, it was fun that way. It was fun. Know? It was yeah. fun. It, it treated it like a dr- like, you know, they had an intermission. Like it was, yeah. it was a great show. That's exciting to be a part of. And, and it's a sort of experience. Uh, but we're not getting that anymore. Like right. remember, remember when Force Awakens came out, we were gonna drive to. Uh, oh God, we were. We were gonna drive like we were talking like was, like two hours away to go see. No, it wasn't even two hours away. I think it was all the way in San Jose. But it was oh, like yeah. But it, well, no, just <laughs> three of us were talking about literally getting in a car, driving to San had, Jose because they actually had a film print. Oh, an actual oh, film print. Force, of Force Awakens. Awakens. So it was a seventy millimeter <laughs> film print of Force Awakens. No, it wasn't even seventy. It was thirty five. Oh, it was thirty five. <gasps> So, oh. so we were... I would have done that. Each of us yeah. had... We all had the same three days off. 
and we're like, we could drive up <laughs> we there. We could do it. We could drive up there, go see it, and then come back. Like, it's it's totally fine. Like, wow. we, we all kind of had family, or we had places to stay up yeah. there. Like, we could have did it. Like, we, we were and just... And it was like, it was like, do we just pull the trigger and go? It's like, no. It was no. tempting. Because it was really tempting. Since... We um, ended up going to see it in IMAX instead. That's a, that's a yeah. close second. I mean... I mean, like, and how, I mean, like, it's really cool to be like, yeah, I saw it in 35 mil, it was really awesome, <laughs> but, like, for me, for me, the film thing is, like, did they film it on film? Because if yeah. they filmed it on film, like, Hatefully and a couple other Hateful movies... Hatefully, Dunkirk, which comes out later, was shot on film, but the right. problem you're running into is this is the problem we, we ran into, because we were still at the theater, when, uh, what was the Harry Potter spinoff? Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts mm-hmm. was shot digitally, mm-hmm. and, um, but I think Warner entirely. Brothers... Put out put a, it 70, on film. a seventy millimeter. Right. Point. It was a. Really it wasn't even just put on the film. It was put on a seventy millimeter, which is to give you an again an example. If you're not familiar with the difference between thirty five and seventy, it's just um, double the size of the. It's film. it's big. It's yeah, heavy. basically, it's um. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> if you would, if you ever hear sixteen millimeter, what in terms of like. Um, if you were to think of a 16 millimeter film, that's about the same as your 1080p TV in terms of re- resolution. 35 millimeter is close to 4K. 70 millimeters like beyond that. Um, so when not- you're shooting something that was taking something that was shot in 4K and you're putting it on something that's for rough approximation purposes, it's not high resolution. Yes. It doesn't look good. Yeah. Well, and, and even if you were to take something that was shot in 4K and put it on 35 millimeter film, which is an approximation yeah. about the same. I still don't see... First of all, I don't see the point. But second of all, I don't see a difference, right? Because mm-hmm. I I am not trained to look sure. at film that way. Sure. Uh, you know I, I know, I know a lot of you guys are. But I don't see the difference other than going, okay, it was on film, cool, like whatever. Like, I, I don't want to be that much of a hipster that I'm like, a lot of I only see stuff on film, yeah. even if it was filmed digitally. There's I'm a like, lot of people that would like... Be like, oh, 70 millimeter, and not really know what that means, and yeah. then go into it. And I remember, like, with Fantastic Beasts specifically, and I know Logan, you'll remember this because we got in a lot of trouble. They were, like, descending on us, like, why are you running it bad? What's going on? Guests are complaining that it looks bad, and we're like, it's film. It's film, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, we're running it just fine. Like, yeah. we have a guy that's been up here for seven years running film, and he's here running it. It's fine. It's not us. Sure. This is film. And people were like, but it was some special thing that you said it was a special version and they wanted like something more and we're like nope that's and I, film. I think that that's kind it. of like, falls into the problem Hollywood some or the industry kind of can fall into this and gimmick 3D is. is the big example of this where Avatar mm-hmm. was a huge 3D thing and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden every studio's like wait we can charge like three bucks more a ticket I know if I would talk to my parents First off, getting them to go see a movie would be hard enough anyway. Mm. But the moment you throw the price at them, because yeah. I remember mm. once I was talking to my dad, and he's like, yeah, I'm never going to a movie theater again. I'm like, why? He's like, well, it wasn't the movie. It was the fact that by the time my, your my mo- your mom and I, by the time we bought our tickets, mm-hmm. by the time we had also done dinner too and all that stuff, they had shelled out like 60 bucks that night. Mm-hmm. And he's like... It goes fast. It, it, the money just goes fast. And he's like, we should have just stayed home and watched Netflix and I could have cooked something and it would have been a better night. So, okay. So here's the thing. We had a college professor who we learned film history from. But his main pitch that he taught about history, especially the history of film, is that it's cheap entertainment for cheap people. Are we really going to discuss how mad max this movie that we've all agreed is gorgeous amazing beautifully made right it's not worth even 20 dollars as an individual to see i think that's crazy i would say that that art 
is worth it. But, you know, of course, we're all people who have to budget schedules, and yeah. and this is a luxury, right, to go watch a movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's not something that we need to do. That's an interesting thing to talk about, too, is that, like, these movies, if we treated them like we treat, I don't know, paintings, well, they would be totally different. Mm. Because you, you would pay... 20 bucks to go to a museum and see a bunch of paintings. You pay a lot more to go into, like, museums and Or, to, or to, see, to purchase you know? a painting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. The thing that comes to mind automatically for me is it's an ongoing conversation in the gaming industry of whether or not a game is worth its price tag. Mm-hmm. Um, so something like The Witcher 3, right? The Witcher 3 has over 200, 300 hours worth of content, like, easily, that you can go ahead and put out of the game. That's 60 bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's incredible amount of value for your... For your bank for your buck, but a game but like five hours of content yeah, a game, is also a game. Bucks. A game like like Order seventeen seventy six is five hours long. Looks gorgeous, plays well, but it's five hours long. Mm-hmm. And they're both and when they both release, they're sixty Same bucks price. a piece. I don't like the idea of adjusting a game to how long or how much you're getting out of it. Sure. Just more of like you know, here's what this game is worth. You know, it's up to you whether or not you want to go ahead and put in that money. Mm-hmm. But like, because then you get into a point of of in that argument of saying like, "Hey, Mad Max is twenty bucks, but I can go see Manchester by the Sea for eight bucks because it, it costs less for them to make." Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And so like that's where you start to get into a little bit of a gray area of like, is this really how we want to go here? Mm-hmm. Well, and that even depends on the movie theater, right? Because right. concessions and stuff aside, if you go to one movie theater and it's seven fifty for a matinee, and you go to another theater and it's twelve fifty for a matinee, yeah. like you're seeing the same thing. Yeah, most and in of the some time. cases. Um, All the especially same with, screen. Yeah, yeah, especially with digital yeah. projection, it could very well even be the same projector. Mm-hmm. And then the price difference is literally... Where you go. Yeah. And I think another problem is... I remember kind of being blown away by this when the last time Apple put out new iPads. So Apple might have put out new ones by the time this goes live. But um, they had to use a cinema standard to... Dis- the colorability of their screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like a normal industry standard. They had to go to film spec standards that they used for digital projection because the normal computer standards just no longer were an adequate comparison. Mm-hmm. So we're even getting to the point now where it's possible with HDR 4K TVs or even a new iPad to get the same color quality at home that you would get into at the movie theater. So even then, the artistic aspect, like is it worth seeing it on this high-end screen, is starting to fade away as sure. you can accompl- sure. you can accomplish it at home anymore. Right, and especially, right? I mean, how, how how close, you know, if I hold it this close, which I'm not going to, but if I do, it's the same size comparison as right. if I'm in a huge screen, right? Yeah. I think the thing we're leaving out is sort of the the movie theater experience of itself. And so, like, the thing that I always bring up was the most magical moment for me working at a theater was Force Awakens. Uh, we're all up, you know, 24 hours. A lot of us were up. We're, we're, <laughs> you and me were on how we're, much sleep? We're, ru- we're running on empty. We, we've seen the movie. We've, we're working now. Uh, a lot of the projectors are running hot because they haven't been they don't turned want to off. They turn them off, yeah. You know, we're running, our, our theater's open 72 hours straight. Like, you know, we're all exhausted and tired. But everyone was so excited. And the, like, the guests were, the guests weren't mean. The guests weren't, like, like, the, like the guests <laughs> Which is an actual thing yeah, we have the, a problem like, with all the time. Like, the guests weren't, the guests weren't mean. They weren't, they weren't grumpy. They weren't, Because they were so know, excited to see Star Wars. I know, and it's just like the magic of that film and what that brought to people and like sort of the, the hype level 
going in and so what, what like and people coming up happy and so it was such an experience for me experiencing sort of being around that for a week yeah was so what like it I'd probably stay at, stayed at the theater longer just from that experience alone because I was like, this is magical. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to experience there this. There were moments like that. Yeah, and it's like, this is great. I want to be here. Having that experience, I wouldn't trade that in for anything. I think yeah. you're right. The big difference that we're talking about between watching a movie at home and watching a movie in the movie theater is it's a communal experience. Right. Right? So, I mean, unless you're going on like a Tuesday at noon or whatever. But, yeah. like, if you are going to the movie theaters, you are having an experience with every other person in that room and you're all seeing exactly the same thing at exactly the same time and if you're going to a movie for the first time, you're all seeing it together for the first time at mm-hmm. once. There's stuff like I've burned into my memory, especially like more recent examples of like crowd reactions. And so it's like when I watch mm-hmm. parts of a movie, like I remember what the crowd reaction was to that. They were all individual. laughing at this part. Right. Like, like, yeah. like uh, when I went to go see Civil War, right? Like, you know how they were doing the big, the big location cards, right? Mm-hmm. And so like as soon as like halfway through that movie, um, Queens, yeah. When it says Queens, and the whole place goes nuts, right? Yeah. And so, because they know Spider Man's coming, and yeah. you know, like they know what it is, um, stuff like that, and like uh, talking about Force Awakens, where they go, like, let's just take the other ship, and he turn the that ship is garbage. Yes, and then the camera turns, <laughs> Turn, and it's, it's the Millennium Falcon, Falcon and yeah, you freak was, out. Yeah, you know, so like we went to go see Logan. It was weird because half of the people in the theater didn't like it. It, it was it was bizarre. That it was, was so fantastic. okay. Right. Wait, wait. I don't on know. A, like, I, on I, a tangent too, the guy in, still haven't seen it. The guy in front of me opened his phone within thirty minutes of the movie. Wikipedia's Logan and reads through the whole synopsis to figure out the movie before. Like we're in the movie. Right. If he had just waited for an hour, he would have found it out yeah. naturally. Anyway, regardless of that, yeah. so we were having a communal experience with these people, even though all of them were assholes. Yeah. And they didn't like the movie. But they were talking and playing on their phones and crunching popcorn and stuff. Those assholes are the reason, though, a lot of people don't like going to the movie theater anymore. This is, in yeah. Yeah. Minute, the value yeah. aspect now. It is... I spent the money. I spent the money and like other people disruptive. are just more concerned about their... Right. Text I, think, I think that it comes down to this. So, like, if, if, if we had all... Like, if we all devoted ourselves to enjoying these movies in the way that movie theaters make us enjoy them, mm-hmm. yeah. then there would be no difference. And it right. would even be better, because we didn't have to deal with these people, right? If we all had home theaters, which had surround sound, <laughs> right. and our TV set up on it, and our reclining chairs and whatever, like, we would never have to go. Right. And we're not even compromising quality at that point. Right. We're enjoying it, and we're focusing in on it. But I guess the, the difference is that people are choosing, like if you're seeing something at home, they're choosing not to see it that way. They're choosing to be like, oh, okay, I'll just, I'll throw it on the TV, I'll throw it on my iPad, whatever, like, oh, I'll check yeah. my phone in the middle of it, whatever. I think that's really the, the, the big bonus to the movie theater is that it kind of forces you to experience it more as an art. And I think that's like the, I mean, we keep talking about, but that's the ultimate industry dilemma right now is people are going to the big event film, but they're not going to the small ones because... Yeah. It's for the small ones. It's probably not worth it. Yeah. And e- even though those small ones might be just as good of a film. Yeah. You know I mean? And even better. All right, guys. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Let us know if there's anything that you want us to talk about in the future, or if you have any comments on our previous shows. Wherever you consume this media, leave us a comment. Leave us a message. And now we're going to move on to a new segment that we're going to be calling. Um, what are we calling it, Logan? What we're playing. What we're playing. We're going to use that one. (laughs) 
So what games are you guys playing right now? Uh, yeah, so I just got back from Evo. So I was playing a lot of Street Fighter V, uh, a lot of Tekken 7, Marvel's Capcom, ton of Smash, just everything in prep for Evo and sort of getting in that mind space. Uh, so then I'm back home, uh, getting back into playing Hearthstone before the expansion comes out, and sort of just kind of getting back into the groove of playing games that I like to play. Well, I've been playing a ton of Splatoon. Way more Splatoon than I probably should be playing. So the first weekend came out and I have like 30 hours played into it. Oh man. And I got my dad into it too, so my dad loves to play Splatoon, so we kind of just switch off back and forth. So it's been a fun time. I'm looking forward to that finally, because I never played the first Splatoon, but yeah. the, it just, it looks so much fun. It is, it's a ton of fun. It's really easy to get into, um, really user friendly, it's great. So I've been playing Hearthstone. Good man. Yeah. Getting ready for the new expansion to come out, but also I've been playing catch up on Angoro because I kind of came in through the back half. You know, I always do this in my life. I go through phases where I'll like get so into something. It's the only thing I do for two weeks and then I never play it for another year and then I'll discover it again and then I'll go back into it. So I haven't played a lot of Hearthstone, so I'm kind of just now getting into the metas and like right. seeing things that were like seeing a Cthulhu priest deck come mm -hmm. at me. Oh, okay. that's like so. That's like um, three metas ago. Three metas ago, <laughs> right. right? But like it's still kind of hanging on, and I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of recognize this, and so yes, yeah, so that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. So you ran into a lot of pirate warrior. So many pirates. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I picked up Grand Theft Auto Five on the Steam sale, and I hadn't played actually any of the Grand Theft Auto games before. That's but, surprising. Yeah. For me, a lot of, like, with Rockstar games, I had never, made, first off, grew up playing on a Mac. So, like, a lot of games like that never made it over to the Mac platform. So my first experience with Rockstar was in college when my roommates bought Red Dead Redemption. And I thought oh, that was just looked so amazing that I actually I bought it and started playing it, too. Grand Theft Auto V, it's just been so much fun. I got about 25 hours into the story, or actually, no, I think I'm 25% through the story and I'm just having a blast. I haven't even done online yet and everyone's like, oh, you got to do this. Oh, oh you got to do so that. Good. And I'm just like, I can't wait to get there. I'm looking forward to it. But right now I'm just enjoying the story. If I was going to pick a game that Logan was going to play for the story, it would not be Grand Theft Auto. Not at all. No. What would you, what would you think I'd be playing? Lord like, of the Rings, whatever the fuck. Yeah, or Mass Effect. Or Star, or Star Wars, Wars, whatever the fuck. Right. Okay, yeah. Star Wars, whatever the fuck, yes. <laughs> Um, let's not get into how Shadows of Mordor is a scourge. Okay, Kelly. Yeah, I've been playing Blizzard games because I always play. So, uh, Rise of the Necromancer just came out on Diablo 3. Been playing that a lot. Charles got me back into Hearthstone. That's been really fun. And on the Steam sale, I just picked up um, Little Nightmares, which I started playing today. It's super cool. I really like that game a lot. Playing. What's Little Nightmares? It's the one with like the little, I think it's a girl, and she's like in the little yellow coat, raincoat, like a slicker. And she's running along in this house, and she's little, like she's tiny, and she goes around in like a kitchen or like in parts of the house, and like there's these creepy monster things that like <laughs> come after. You wouldn't like it, Charles. It's very scary. <laughs> but like it's kind of that like suspense, but like fun gameplay because you kind of like have to do these little puzzles and things, and you're jumping and climbing on things. Like it's really great. I really like it. But, yeah. Oh, cool. actually, that does remind me. I did go through my backlog, and I was telling Kelly earlier. I beat uh, the sexy brutal which is a, a game that came out a couple of months ago. Which also looks really fun. I'm going to get that. Yeah, that, that, game, really that cool. game is really fun. It's basically a, it's a murder mystery kind of... Someone in the house is a murderer, uh, and so you have to... You kind of... You're a, a bystander. You're not actually interacting with anyone. You're not allowed to be in the room when any of the other characters are. Uh, but you're kind of okay. watching this day progress as this person's murdering people, and you can look through keyholes and see what's happening in the doors hmm. and things like that. Um, and so you can rewind time and go back and, and sort of go back and forth and things like that. And your, your goal is to save as many people as possible. Uh, so things like 
if the gun is rigged to shoot someone when they sit down in the chair, then okay, now you know that, so you rewind, uh, you find like a dummy bullet, and then you put the dummy bullet in the gun, so that when it goes off, it doesn't actually kill them. But then it causes It causes like, like a ripple effect of something like, yeah. else. Like now that person sure. needs to go, now that person's walking down into the pool, so you had to make sure that they don't drown in the pool, things like that. Like, you know, keep following around these people to make sure they don't die. I love, like, weird, like, little mystery horror murder games. Like, those are really fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what we're playing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, for watching, whatever, however you got this message. Thank you. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, write a letter about us to your congressman, and make sure to check us out on www.teambluepost.com. You can also check out our newest podcast. It's a movie podcast. We've mentioned it a little bit before. It's called Lights, Camera, Reaction. So check it out, especially if you like our stuff. And if you don't like our stuff, check it out anyway. It's not going to hurt my feelings. Bye. If you're gonna, are you actually gonna pay attention or are you gonna text during the movie? Well, if you are gonna text during the movie, don't go to the movies. Yeah.